Hey, you're listening to the Quarry Podcast. Get ready to be encouraged and uplifted with us today. It's titled Play the Long Game. Okay, I will preach it. Thank you. Play the Long Game. I'm going to start off with two questions tonight, all right? Do you like questions? Don't answer them out loud. You don't have to. Can if you want to, but everybody will know what you're thinking. (laughs) Right now, now we know we have Jesus living on the inside of us, but if the person of Jesus walked in the back door and came up here and said, AMZ, may please have the mic? And he said, hey, everybody, I'm going to do a health and wellness check. And he would say, I want everyone to stand up, and I'm going to have you come up here one at a time. And I'm going to ask you, what state you are in, not geographically. Like, what state are you in emotionally? What state is your heart in, your attitude? So when I just said that, I know <laughs> some people probably just like, ah, I couldn't answer that right now. I don't want to answer that right now. Some of you might be like, oh, I can answer that and feel very confident about it. But what if that happened? Thank you, I'll take that. What if you walked in here right now and said, I'd like an answer. What state is your heart in right now? How would you answer that? Here's another question, completely a different kind of question. At the end of your life, I know it's a long time for now, one day we're all going to pass, and we're going to have a funeral, people are going to be invited to it. What would you hope that your friends and family, people that you left behind, what will you hope that they say about you? I remember uh, Pastor Jacob Boger, I know it was a, a funeral, but it was the best funeral I've ever been to. So person after person after person got up there and said so many awesome, wonderful things about him. (laughs) I thought to myself, if if I could be a quarter of that good, the things that people said about him, I will have made it. But they said a lot of nice things. But what what is it that is important to you? Uh, Our life group leader asked us that question. And I was like, well, you know, what would be important? Maybe you would uh, say, I really hope people notice that I, I love people well. Maybe you would say, I hope that people notice that whenever I step into a a new arena, a new place, that I'm an agent of change. Hopefully, uh, maybe you would think that, hey, uh, I really want someone to say I was the best friend that a friend could ever want. And I don't know what that thing is for you, but me personally, something that's really important to me is faithfulness and consistency. I would hope that one day people would say, you know what, Amsey was faithful in what he was called to do. He was faithful to his family. He was faithful to the call of God on his life. He was faithful to his friends. He was faithful to his job. And he was consistent in all those things. That's just one of the things that I think would be awesome if someone actually said that about me. And yours might be completely different. Let me tell you a story. It was the first job I ever had. Actually, the second. I don't really consider my days at Key Electronics my first job. (laughs) My first real job. (laughs) It was tough. (laughs) I uh, worked as a carpenter for five years, and uh, there wasn't really much about it that was easy. Uh, Carpentry and that type of trade comes with a certain type of person and people and group of guys or and and some some women that you're around. (laughs) And uh, it just so happened that my intensive training was very tense all the time. And I, I started working this job and uh, got yelled at every day, about 10 times a day, uh, in front of everybody. Very awkward, very embarrassing, very humbling. Um, 
I wish I could say that I went through that time without complaining, but I did not. I complained a lot. I wish that I wouldn't have. I complained to Pastor Jordan. I complained to some of you all here. I complained to my coworkers. I wish I could say that I didn't, but I wasn't like that the whole five years, but there was times that I was. And I was kind of wondering, uh, like, why am I here? Like, you know, we're talking about part two tonight, kind of a little bit what we talked about the last couple weeks ago. Lord, why do you have me here? And uh, this is really tough. I'll, I'll do anything. I'll go work at the gas station. I'll work at McDonald's just to get out of here. If you work at McDonald's, hey, it's a great job. But I'm just saying, it's a lot different than what I was doing. Um, but I wondered why I was there. And other job opportunities actually came up. Uh, my brother worked at a place in Louisville and said, you can get on working with us. You make like $5 more on the hour. I was like, wow, that's pretty awesome. And I almost made the switch. I didn't call his boss or anything, but I almost made the switch. I, I felt like, yeah, this is the right thing to do. Then I checked myself, the Holy Spirit, excuse me, Holy Spirit checked me and said, but, but I didn't tell you to. You just see a way out of how things are uncomfortable, and you just want to change that up, and you see a little bit more, more money, but I never asked you to leave yet. I had no clue that what I was learning all those days in the sun, on the roof, getting yelled at, going to bed at night feeling anxious about the next day at work, having butterflies in my stomach at lunch with all the guys not wanting to eat because of all the mistakes I made that day. It was a lot. Five years. Some of it was great. Some of it, there was times where it's like, hey, this is a really good season. Thank you, Lord. Times at work are pretty easy right now, but there's times that weren't. I didn't know that the Holy Spirit was setting me up for success for where I'm at right now. I, I had no clue. I didn't know that I would even eventually after five years leave that and start my own business where I've been able to bless my family, my church, and others that have worked with me. I didn't know that that five years of being uncomfortable would lead me to where I'm at today. I didn't know the lessons I learned in those five years would actually set me up for success right here, right now. I didn't know I needed those things. The Holy Spirit knew. That's why I wasn't released to leave there just yet. The time came where I was, and I stepped out, and we rejoiced. <laughs> and we all praised the Lord together. <laughs> and it's been the greatest blessing of my life with what I'm doing and for my business. I own a painting business, if you don't know that. And I absolutely love it. And I, all the time, I look back on those five years as a carpenter and think like, oh, wow, I didn't know that the way I talk to customers is the way I saw that guy talk to customers because that was actually a really good thing. And the way I deal with this type of person is the way that guy, oh, okay, I see that. Like, I didn't know I needed that, but wow, has it helped my life. I get it now. So the main takeaway for tonight, sometimes the, the best thing that you can do for your life is to do the thing that you're doing right now. Not, God, what's the next thing? Come on, let's launch out. God, I'm ready. Let's get out of here. It's uncomfortable. It's awkward. It's frustrating. I don't like it. The best thing for you to do sometimes in life is just to continue to do what you're doing. And for me, that was to be faithful and consistent in the areas that God called me, in my church, as a husband, as a dad, at my job, whatever I found myself doing, I needed to be faithful and consistent. You guys ever notice, like, maybe if you see an old friend or maybe if you haven't talked to one of your best friends for a couple days, you'll text him or call him, like, hey, what's new, right? Everybody said that? 
Um, and the, I think the pressure a lot of time is to always think like, maybe because of social media, to always feel like I'm doing something new. I'm doing something different. Like I've got the new shoes. I got the new job. I got the new car. Morgan talked about that last week and I was like, wow, that's really good. It's really true because I've, I've been caught in that trap before. But I've, I've always been like, when someone's asked me that, I'm always like, okay, what's new, what's new? I'm like, ah, you know, try, sometimes I made, not made stuff up, but just tried to like make something more than what it really was. But lately I've noticed that God really doesn't every single day give me the next step of something to do. He said, I told you January 1st to start doing this thing. We're now into March. I haven't told you anything different. So I'm just supposed to be faithful and consistent right now in what he's called me to do. I don't know about you, but the next step for my life, I don't hear from God on that, but maybe every six months, maybe every one year or three years, God talks to me every day, says, tweak this, do that, don't do that. You were wrong on that. You were right for that. He speaks to me every day, but I don't always get the next, what's the next big thing I'm doing? What's the next big step? What all of us are called to do is when you're in a season of just, hey, hey, what's new? Well, not a whole lot, but I'm being I'm doing the right thing. I'm being consistent and I'm being faithful. And I, I hope that pleases your answer, but that's that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm sorry it's not any more flowery than that. Maybe it's not super exciting, but I'm staying with it. I'm just doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Does that make sense? You know, reading our Bible, there's times when I read it, I get so much. I'm just like, in the morning, drinking coffee, I'm like super pumped up, and just like reading my Bible, I'm like, God, you're so amazing, and then other times I read it, it's like, man, am I stuck in a rut, it's like, ah, you know, I'll just be reading through things, but don't think that those times aren't worth anything, you're being consistent, and you're being faithful, and just something, something kind of small, just reading your Bible, uh, I know for some maybe that don't read your Bible, that might be like a big thing, if you aren't reading your Bible, I really encourage you, everything you ever need to know about your life is in it, every answer you'll ever need maybe not what color shoes or what size house but everything you need to know about your life is in your bible but sometimes just even stuff like that god you know last week and i worshiped uh worshiped you in the morning before school i oh, i was crying i really felt your presence i even opened my eye a couple times to look and see if there's an angel standing there and there wasn't i've done that um <laughs> it's like hold on lord i think there's an angel behind me okay there's not but <laughs> but even when you're doing that it's like is this really mean anything? Like I felt awesome when I did this yesterday, but today I'm doing it. It's just kind of, am I going through the motions, Lord? Yeah, we shouldn't go through the motions, but you always, you shouldn't always just depend on, okay, if I'm going to feel this and if I feel this, that means God's in it. But if I don't feel it, maybe it, just be consistent and be faithful with those, those things. And then one day in your life, that scripture that you read and that your pastor told you to memorize and your life group leader told you to memorize and go over this and you're like, okay, that doesn't really mean much to me. One day, everything that everything you've ever read in your Bible, all of a sudden you're gonna need a, some portion of that at some point in your life and you're gonna be like, that's what it was for. When you're consistent and you're, fa- and you're faithful in just those little things like reading your Bible and, and worshiping one day, those, something's gonna rise up in your life and you're gonna know what to do. But you won't if you're not consistent and faithful in those things. So I want to encourage you, if you're not doing that, no one's mad at you, but start right now. Start tonight. Start tomorrow morning when you get in your Bible. Start tonight when maybe instead of uh, laying down to stare at your phone until you fall asleep, maybe you pray instead. And uh, let the Holy Spirit put you to sleep and not four hours of uh, 
social media. <laughs> I'm preaching to myself over here. <laughs> you know, whatever you sow in your life, you will get. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad. Whatever you sow in your life, whatever seed you put in the ground, whether it's a weed or something that's going to cause you to prosper, it will grow. You know, if you sow faithfulness and consistency, starting right now, not when you're in your 20s, a middle school student right now could start sowing faithfulness and consistency in your life and reap a harvest of that in your life. You know, the, the things that uh, maybe I did in my 20s, I, I saw Pastor Javen Chavez say this the other day. Some of the things I did in my 20s, that I just felt like, hey, man, life's really not moving along too much. I feel like I'm uh, getting old and irrelevant, and God, I'm, I'm almost 25, and God, I'm almost 30. Like, better hurry up and do something with me, or nobody's going to care. If you haven't got that to that point, you might, you might one day. I am over that hump now and realize that uh, I'm just better with age, right? So <laughs> I'll be better at 70 than I am right now. Like, I totally believe that. But I did stuff in my 20s, being consistent. Pastor says do this. Uh, my wife asked me to do this. My job asked me to do this. Other, any of responsibilities in my life, I was asked to do this or that. I haven't always been perfect. You kidding me? No, I, there's been times where I didn't want to do it. There's times when I complained. But I would say for the most part, for the responsibilities and the things that I have authority over in my life, I've done my very best to be consistent and faithful. And life right now at 32, almost 33, is really good. It's amazing. Because I spent that time, uh, eight to 10 years, doing something that I maybe didn't realize, uh, really realize what it meant. But faithfulness and consistency consistency means so much to me and I'm seeing that harvest a little bit in my in my life and sometimes in really big ways and sometimes in some smaller ways but it's exciting and I'm excited about life let's look at uh, Proverbs 28 20 out of the passion thank you thank you Proverbs 28 20 out of the passion it says Life's blessings drench the honest and faithful person, but punishment rains down upon the greedy and dishonest. Raise your hand if you like blessings. I got a mic and an iPad, but I'll, I'll do. I love blessings. Who doesn't like blessings? But you have to do something to receive those blessings. Does God have grace and mercy on our lives 100%? Sometimes I'm not doing the right thing and I still get blessed. Favor ain't fair. That's all I know. But if we're faithful and we're consistent in life. It says blessings drench the honest and faithful person. I want to be that person. You know, with my question earlier, what if Jesus walked in here and said, what's the condition of your heart? I would really hope that if at any time he showed up and asked me that question, that I would be found being faithful and consistent with everything that I'm doing in my life. You will, you will miss it sometimes. Sometimes you're like, man, this season I have been on it with my reading my Bible and worshiping and hanging out in fellowship. And then other times you're like, man, God, I just feel like I've, I've just got off track a little bit. But it's in those times, it's like as soon as you realize it, just make the correction. Don't just say, well, I'm here. This is, this is it. And I'm just going to suffer through this season. <laughs> just make the correction and just get back on track. It's very easy. Let's look at Matthew 22:37 37 out of the Passion. 
It says, Jesus answered him, love the Lord your God with every passion of your heart, with all the energy of your being, and with every thought that is within you. I love that, talking about whatever we do for God, whatever we find our hand to do, whatever, uh, whenever God comes to us and says, what's the state of your heart? Will he find us being passionate? Will he find us having energy with what we're doing? Okay, let's see, I think, who plays football in here? Who has played, okay, who has played a sport in here for high school or just whatever, okay. Freshman year, you slack off in conditioning and you don't do what you're supposed to do. How well will you play sophomore year? Not as good, right? Is if you would have spent all the time conditioning and been and been faithful. Conditioning is terrible. I ran track and they're like, hey, let's get out here and for our warm-up, we're gonna run three miles. I'm like, a warm-up? Like, I thought that's all we were gonna run today. Three miles for a warm-up, and then we're gonna run six miles after that. But I didn't realize that freshman year when I started doing that, that I was preparing me for my sophomore, my junior, my senior year, and that would just help me get better and better and better. Pre-algebra, if you sleep through it, when you get to algebra, are you going to know how to do it? Or you could be like me, I think I took uh, algebra, I failed that and took it over, I really did. Uh, I got to geometry, failed that and retook it, and I think I got a C plus when when it's... I know it's kind of bad, but I really struggled with numbers. I even had the, uh, my teacher stay after class 15 minutes with me, and my mom would show up and stand there and teach me. He would teach me, and I was like, yeah, I don't get it. Like, still don't get it. I'm, I'm the, the old guy in the class with the sophomores, and I, uh, yeah, I still don't get it. Awesome. Do you understand? Oh, yeah. No, not really. <laughs> but when you put the time in, you're going to be better when you put the time in for the conditioning for football, when sophomore year comes around, you're going to be first pick. It's just how that works. You know, all this stuff that we're talking about tonight, it all matters. Because who wants, who wants to be trusted with more? Does anybody want to be trusted with more? Some people are like, ah, I just want like one responsibility because I'm not. But I, I like being trusted with more. I like when God says, hey, you've done a good job. Here's another little thing to do. The reason we need to be faithful and consistent in our, in our life is because God will trust you with more. I don't want to just reach a cap in my life. I'm kind of like right here in the middle, and that's kind of, I might go a few ticks up on the scale in the rest of my life. I, I don't want to stay there. I want to go farther and farther and farther with God in my business, in my marriage, what I do for church. I want to do as much as I can in my life. But you have to be faithful and consistent in those things. Okay, I'm going to close, and I got these two things. I have some do's and don'ts. Here's what you do do. (laughs) Number one, be found faithful. doesn't matter what it is. Whatever God asks, because he won't ask you to do anything wrong. He'll always give you something right to do. Whatever God asks you to do, whether you really want to do it or not, don't complain. Be faithful and consistent. When you're pastor says or your life group leader says I need you to take the trash out I need you to go do this or do that or set up 80 chairs because we have to set up 80 chairs tonight whenever you are asked to do those things are you faithful and consistent with those things be faithful and consistent number two work at everything you do with passion it's just boring any other way I mean isn't it it's just lame if you show up and everybody's like we don't want to be here Let's just, go, let's just go home and do something else that work at everything you do with passion. It's the best way to be in life. It's, for me, it's the only way. 
<laughs> All right, here's some don'ts. Don't complain. <laughs> I, I, was the, I was the chief complainer for a while. I remember, oh man, every time I would, I remember there was a season, every time I saw a pastor, I was just complaining and complaining to him. He was really sweet. He didn't say much. <laughs> he kind of let me do it. And then eventually one day, you know, he helped me, helped me with that. Some other friends, they, they probably remember those times, but don't complain. Just be faithful and consistent. Have the best attitude you can about it. Number two, it's don't give up. When you're faithful and you're consistent in life, anybody ever seen that picture where there's that guy, he's underground, and he's got a pickaxe, and he's digging. He's digging, he's digging, he's digging. He's got this long track, and then he reaches this little thin wall, and on the side of that is all this gold and emeralds and all this stuff. He's really close, but he, he gave up, and he turned around. But there's another guy underneath him that actually got into there. Don't give up. Keep being faithful and consistent, and God will promote you. I want to be promoted. Does anybody want to be promoted? I want to make more money. Does anybody want to make more money? I want to influence the people I'm around more. Don't give up. Are you with me? Everybody stand up on your feet real quick. We're going to say a confession together. Come on, let's say this together. Say, Lord, whatever I find myself doing, I will be faithful. I will be consistent. I will not complain. I will serve you with passion. I will serve you with energy. Come on, say this loud. It is my honor. It is my privilege to be all in with you. Thank you for choosing me. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, do you receive that tonight? You're going to be faithful and consistent with me? Hey, we're going to see those rewards in the future. Hey, some of, some of you might be in a harvest season t- starting tomorrow. Just be faithful and consistent, and you'll see those things. You with me? Thanks for listening to this message. To learn more about what's happening at The Quarry, check us out on social media.